0: We are Science Fiction Remnant, Season 2, a podcast for sci-fi lovers spanning across books, movies, TV shows, and games. Music provided by the Atlas.
1: This show is a proud member of the Let's Chat Club. Learn more about how we're helping podcasts to build conversation, connection, and community at let'schatpodcast.net. Movie
0: Cowboys and Aliens. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Science Fiction Remnant Season 2. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you find this episode as exciting to listen to as it was for us to create for you. But before we start this episode, I want to take this opportunity to present to you some podcasts we think. You might enjoy
2: hey i'm darren i'm justin and i'm
1: chad and we're from the geek cave oh yeah that's kent we've got great stuff for you if you're into video games comics or movies including deep dives on really weird characters bruce took an oath to rid the city of crime after the death of his parents since criminals are cowardly he uses his fear of fishing lures to strike fear into criminals hearts Yes. Reviews of video games that just made me want to pull what was left of my hair out.
0: Classic tale of boy meets girl. Girl inadvertently opens a hole in the fabric of time and space.
1: And movie reviews that may or may not become musical
0: movie reviews.
2: Hey, this movie's more than just okay. I mean, it's no Citizen Kane, but I will watch, watch it over. Wells don't get the same from me.
0: So be sure to check us out on all of your favorite podcast services. Just
1: search for The Geek Cave Podcast. You can also find us on social media and at geekcavepodcast.com.
0: Madison is on the air. What happens when 20-something Madison is zapped into old-time radio shows?
2: The last thing I remember was working on my makeup blog. No technology. Your technology is so old, the only thing I recognize on my desk are the pens. No Starbucks. I haven't had a mocha latte in months. And no one is PC. You don't think a woman could cloud men's minds? You think men's minds are all that complicated? It's mostly just beer and video games in there. Madison
0: on the air serves to highlight the way we were and the way we are today, with original radio drama scripts adapted to include the modern day Madison as she joins famous characters from radio's past.
2: Saint. Simon. Whatever. Madison Standish. Give me that phone. Johnny Dollar. My partner's Madison Standish. Hi. My name's Friday. Kato! This is the Green Hornet. Really digging Dracula's OG Goss style. What if I killed freaking
0: Sherlock Holmes? And many more. Visit us on the web at madisonontheair.com
2: or find us pretty much any place podcasts can be found.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Science Fiction Remnant. And today... We have MJ from Spooky Tales. Um, I am so glad to have her on the show because we always we've been meaning to have her on the show for a while now. And um, it, it just it, scheduling and things happen. But I'm glad that we finally have NJ with us. Hi, NJ, How you yes. doing? How, how are you doing I am today? I'm
2: good. How are you?
0: Good, good. Can you tell our I fans great. about your podcast?
2: Yes. Yeah, so I am half of a Spooky Tales podcast where we talk about Latin American folklore, legends, myths, sometimes history, and true crime. You can find us anywhere you stream your podcast. Just search a Spooky Tales with an E in front of spooky or uh, visit spookytales.com.
1: Awesome! Awesome. You've said that more than once. I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) Very trained.
2: I have. I am uh, constantly on. uh, I'm constantly doing uh, guest on other podcasts. Awesome.
0: So, and and the reason why you're here is because uh, (laughs) we heard you on another podcast talk about the same this same movie. So I couldn't. You know, I I, mm-hmm. I heard it. I enjoy that podcast, and I was like, okay, we haven't done this in our show yet, and it's one of my favorite movies. Um, Ray, have you you watched this movie
1: a long time ago too, just like me, right? I saw it in the cinema. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you look. You, well, we we were having a conversation uh, off off pod about the names of things and and what they sort of. Mean when you first uh, when you first hear them, of course you know and anime names and and light novel names are ridiculous when they're translated but um this the name of this mm-hmm. cow- cowboys and aliens you go you go cowboys and aliens wow, that's a concept I want to see this <laughs> so yeah i had to I had to see it at the cinema, hey gm, you made it man, technology is like the
3: avatar when the war needed it most, it vanished. <laughs> But, I'm going on my phone with 100%. Okay. Is it is it from my the fire? My Na- computer is still loading up.
0: I, is it from the fire nation?
3: I think so.
1: <laughs> we we just stab here with 100% pure and chaos and just go it now, Geo. <laughs> and for some reason, my phone is not
3: connecting to my Wi-Fi. Oh. Let me see why.
0: And, and, and Ray, how we call Geo now? Master of what?
1: Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Lord of Chaos. <laughs> you gotta say that with the deep voice. Lord of Chaos.
0: <laughs> okay. And he's frozen <laughs> There you go. Perfect, perfect place to be frozen. For all of you who are listening and not watching the video, um,
1: yeah, you have to go
0: watch the video. <laughs>
1: awesome. G N's got his serial killer look on. And he's frozen. <laughs>
3: Full
0: anxiety, chronic. Oh, he's back! <laughs> awesome. Okay, so um, let's um, let's move on to our first uh, segment. Define science fiction remnant. And you know what time it is? If you listen to our podcast, you know that in this section, what we ask okay, for, if it. you want to be, be cool. on on our show. All you have to do is describe us to someone you know that loves sci-fi that have not heard us yet. Um, and for this segment, I, uh, typically I only have one person, but I have three. Um, so we got our, our good friends, uh, Lee Zimmerman from SciFiHistory.net. Uh, he says, a nice deep dive into the thoughts and ideas focused on a single film each episode. How do you guys feel about that? Does it does it does it match us?
3: Not you, yeah. Um
0: I kind of like think
3: that.
0: So. It was um uh, it, it was right on the point. Very short and sweet. So uh, thank you uh Eli Zimmerman. Um we really appreciate the engagement on Twitter. Thank you so much. Yes. And of course we have I'm jealous. Um, i <laughs> he's, he's always there, man. So uh, we really, really appreciate it, man. Um, he, he His comment made me feel a little, you know, happy. You know?
3: A little happy? Yeah. He's, Here, jealous, it was not enough happiness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he says, if you want to listen to a radio station, but have the... But have the host talk sci-fi instead. These are the premier podcasts to load up. This is sci-fi.
1: Hmm, that's my dude. <laughs> I like
2: Never that.
1: Never met the guy face to face, but he's my co-host on
2: um,
1: <laughs> uh, uh, the Elite Army. I know, hey, no, I know what you're talking about. That's your dude. And we. He's my- we, we call them mates down here, but I'm, I'm trying to be a bit, you know, hip American for you. And <laughs> the last one down under? Yeah. Well, if you
0: want to see right. Angela's face, we got the premiere. He is in one of our episodes. So yep. when it comes up on YouTube. Uh, and finally, we have Sophie. Uh, she's one of our new listeners on Twitter. I uh, really really appreciate all engagement um, she says this is what I'll say to someone if you love sci-fi then get your ass over to wherever you listen to your podcast and put on sci-fi remnant because they talk about lots of great movies and TV shows you might even discover something new thank me later friend I like that <laughs> Great or
1: great, great. <laughs> awesome. Some words are great. So, <laughs> all the fields. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. So uh, there you go. If you if you like to get a mention in our future shows, just uh, hit hit us up on Twitter. Um, you can use the this is hash the hashtag this is sci fi, and just tell us how you would describe us. So let's move on to the next segment. We are Science Fiction Redmond.
1: This is the Funny Science Fiction Podcast.
2: We are the Caribbean
0: Science Fiction Network.
1: We are Monorats.
0: We are One Accord Level 2 Podcast.
1: This is Jesse from Sudden But Inevitable and Open Pike Night. This
3: is Sci Fi.
0: And on this segment, we, we're we trying to bring attention to a hashtag. Uh, you hear me talk over and over in every episode um, about this is sci-fi hashtag. It's a place where you could join up and talk to your friends about sci-fi. Uh, if you're a creator, if you're a fan, um, just follow the hashtag, post on the hashtag, and you, We can all, you know, learn from each other, get new things from each other. Um, the comments that I keep on hearing uh, so far is the great discovery that is happening. So um, I like to always mention it. The conversation of this week, I don't know if you guys have been in it uh, lately, but um, the conversation, it, even today, that was a great conversation. Uh, one that I can point out. Right now is, is coming from uh, Prophet Walrus on Twitter when he's asking us what do you think about uh, in uh, the movie? Um, hold on a second, I have it pulled up over here. We're talking about you know the the stuff that I love to talk about. You know, I I get you know what we do in this show. We get really deep into the into the topics, and uh, he's, oh, yeah. he's, he's way
2: too much sometimes.
0: Yeah, he's talking about Total Recall, and he's asking us if it was all a dream, was it real, or was it something else? What is our opinion? And the conversation, you know, obviously, because it's us, it got deep. (laughs) So uh, I think even um, Seldon Crisis joined up in the conversation. So if you want to be part of those conversations, uh, talk about sci-fi, it doesn't have to be deep, that's the place to go.
3: Uh, Toro Rico, just for the record, yes, for me is comparison to what happened to me when I watch Inception every single time.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we haven't done Was it. Inception written by Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Did you get
0: that one? <laughs> <Alan> Poe, <what? laughs> get one <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, you haven't read that, uh, Gio? You have, you have read Allan Poe? Edgar Allan Poe, of course. Oh, okay. That, don't oh, scare well, me.
1: Don't scare me. <laughs> the Evermore. It's all seen by the dream. in the dream. Oh, wait. wait, wait. <laughs> no,
3: it's in
1: section. The Evermore.
0: Oh, man. So. Okay. So we can move on to the next segment. Shout out and 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 this um and the shadows for this episode um I have to always you know there, there's there's some regulars in here and and you have no idea how much we appreciate the engagement we really 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 appreciate it um I, I will have to start with and, and I know geo has a, uh, a, a direct um you could relate directly. Um the Manny Pixie Weirdo podcast is always, always it you know, she's she's wonderful, she's amazing. Thank you so much for the engagement. She's always there. Um you know, um reposting our, our, our shows. Um so I, we really appreciate that. Um Angelus, obviously he's always in. Um, we we really appreciate um, he's he's always there uh, reposting and, and engaging in the conversation. We love the engagement uh, when it comes to sci-fi conversations. Um, you know that's that's what we're in. Um, Ely Zimmerman uh, from uh, SciFiHistory.net. Um, which by the way, I don't know if you heard um, in our previous episode um, he wrote an article about us on that on on that um, uh, on the site so we really appreciate not only that but also also his engagement um Sophie uh, one of our newest fans uh, really really appreciated um she started listening to us since uh, warehouse 13 episode so we really appreciate um the uh engagement and we have also uh and, and i'm sorry if i say your name incorrectly i have the heretical say sayadina um i i really really thank you for the engagement also um and and we already mentioned uh prophet walrus uh with the conversation today it was a great conversation thank you so much and keep in common um we also want to point out the people that have done uh, engagement with us in Good Pods. Um, if you haven't heard, we are in Good Pods, and uh, you could actually rate us um, in there. So we have some regulars. Uh, we have the Cinema Recall podcast. Uh, we have Jack Colberson. We have our good friends at FSS Podcasts. Um, DT Carell from Space Castle Um, I really want to thank you guys you're you're always every episode you're always there and uh, not only do I appreciate the engagement I also appreciate um, you guys going out of your way to you know give us those reviews thank you so much we really appreciate it and um, should we go into the next one Um, I think that would be you Ray (laughs) the outer remnant
2: the outer random.
1: Hey, I'm not the entirety of the Outer Remnant. You know, you, you guys get a random <laughs> well, th- This stream is uh, good.
3: The I'm st- still no part of it.
1: <laughs> this
0: stream is good. When is good, is good.
3: Yep.
1: <laughs> well, you gotta have a, have a sidekick, guys. And then you can have it every week. <laughs> Well, as everybody <laughs> should know by now, unless this is your first time joining our podcast. And if so, welcome. Uh, but uh, uh, my side gig is, of course, Radio Chaos, the Elite Army live stream, uh, Saturdays, 5 p.m. Eastern US time. Of course, uh, the Elite Army is a, a worldwide fandom. So we have times right across the globe. Uh, when that's running, it's uh, 7 a.m. in the morning on a Sunday for me. Being in the future, and no. all. No, Jim, you can't have yep. a lot of numbers.
3: <laughs> I won't ask for them anymore, but when I get it, I will give you a cent.
1: <laughs> I think <laughs> they're not so money. Anyway. I'll,
3: buy you, I'll uh, buy you a flying fox pet.
1: I,
0: I think he has gone on record saying that he's going to buy all your kitties everything. <laughs> Only your
3: kitties.
1: <laughs> my kitties am for sale. <laughs> everything
3: has a price, my friend. <laughs>
1: You couldn't pay my
3: price. Anyway, oh, your your uh, wife <laughs> your wife was going will give me the key. gonna I <laughs> like not... where's my cat and I, I saw that. I'm sorry, too much money. <laughs> I can't say no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we are not going down that road.
3: Anyway, she's <laughs> gonna, <laughs> gonna buy another one just like He's yeah, like, behaving weird. <laughs>
1: uh, she she loves those moggies that she never part with. I'm not money.
3: Now I know which cat to buy to replace it.
1: Yeah. No, look well, she she's been unwell the last couple of days, and I opened the door, and both the cats, who don't get along very well and won't be won't hang out near each other, are both on the bed with her. They know that she's sick. Um uh... But um, by the by, that's that's an aside. But um, yeah, so um, Radio Chaos. Uh, just last weekend, uh, I was a bit concerned about this topic because I thought that it might be non-PC, but uh, the earlier army like went, no, nah, we're, we're all good with this. It, it was called uh, Gunham Cafe.
3: Um, Gunum Cafe?
1: Yeah, Gunham. sorry, Gunham Made Cafe. Uh, Gunham is the, the, the Japanese name for um, uh, Battle Angel Alita, the manga.
3: Oh, that the movie came from. he's a bad guy from Zelda, so I thought it was that.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. But basically we we said, who were your top five candidates for maids in a maid cafe in the, the Gunnam universe? So uh, we had a, a very interesting discussion on that. Was Alita uh, there? And, nice. oh, Alita was number one on everybody's <laughs> list, dude. Come on. She's like, she's like the A number one maid candidate. And there's actually a picture of her dressed as a maid because she went undercover as a maid during Operation... Um, Oh, uh, got to remember the name of it. It's a bit of a weird name.
3: We're going to take out uh, your, your fan card.
1: Basically, um, uh, th- now this is a huge spoiler, but a leader actually dressed as a maid when she went undercover to destroy the colony ships uh, that that were... Th- they, they expected that they were going to be used as weapons because their engines could actually s- strip the atmosphere off planets. Uh, and, but th- they're, 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 they were colony ships to get humanity out of the solar system. It's sort of deep backstory from um, uh, the Battle Angel Alita manga. Uh, But she was actually dressed as a mate, so uh, there there is a precedent. (laughs) But it was an interesting interesting episode, so you can catch that one on uh, the Alita Army channel on uh, YouTube.
3: All right.
1: It was episode 129. Nice. I'll check it out.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really good. If if you if you love Alita <clears> as much <throat> as we do, um you gotta you gotta check it out. You you gotta go and uh, go on the stream. It's it's really fun, especially if you love Alita. Um okay, so you guys are ready? This this movie was fun. Didn't didn't MJ have a shadow uh uh
1: yes, an it was.
0: Yeah, so I was gonna get into that. That's why I was actually um, posting that. Um, but um, this movie, Giancarlo, I got to ask without getting into details because we eventually we'll get into details. Uh,
3: was this your first time watching this?
0: Or yeah,
3: even though you suggested before, it was my first time.
0: So you never watched it ever in the movie theaters, nothing like that. This is like no. You're the newbie in the group.
3: Yeah, you have mentioned it to me before a long time before, but I had to no watch it. I need to fix this camera because it's bouncing when I move. <laughs> well, but yeah, it's the first time ever that I watch it
0: and so you you can agree with the fact that um it was a fun watch
3: Oh yeah, and intense
0: um, so if you don't know by now mm-hmm. by the title of our podcast, um, we're we're talking about. Cowboys and Aliens. And I have to say, when I first heard of this movie, that name just caught me.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that didn't catch anybody's (laughs) attention, man. Cowboys and Aliens. It's like, what the hell is going on in here? Because it's
0: it's a mismatch, you know? And when it comes to sci fi, (laughs) I'm always looking for stuff unique. And, you know, you have cowboys that are, like, typically in the 1800s or, or, or around that. And But aliens, you know, ob- obviously aliens could be in any decade. But I'm saying typically on sci-fi stories, they're usually far into the future. So you have a mismatch of past and, pr- and future altogether. And mm-hmm. it's, it was just so appealing to me when I see stories like that that, that mixes sci-fi with something else. And the reason why we have MJ on our show, um and the topic that we're talking about, um I wanna shout out cheap seat reviews. Um they got the the podcast is, is really really amazing. Um and they would. I. I actually heard MJ and that show talk about Cabos and aliens. And that's what I was like. Oh my god, we haven't done that movie yet, and it's one of one of my favorite movies. But you know how the list goes, uh, Ray. Right? <laughs> Our list is long, and <laughs> there's quite a lot of a lot of movies that we haven't done yet. So, if if you have that Babylon <coughs> Five, I knew that was coming. <laughs> And and, can't (coughs) disappoint. And Matrix. Angelus, I got a quote. Angelus was saying that he says, um, "I haven't seen Babylon Five yet, so don't feel bad." So thank you. I I really appreciate it.
1: I'm gonna slap that boy next time.
0: (laughs) But I will watch it. I I will definitely watch it. It's definitely on my list. For a long time, but yes, it is on my list. So, you don't um,
1: like the character of Garibaldi, I promise. You. <laughs> He's a dude.
0: Oh, my god! So, so that's the reason. So, you know, a shout outs to Cheap Reviews. I do listen to you guys, uh, every time you come up with an episode. So, uh, thank you. Um, so, AJ, uh, what experience have you had with this movie? I mean, uh, does it just is it just limited to uh, the movie itself or have you read any other content on the story
2: it's just to the movie itself um i like anything having to do with the paranormal and i guess aliens kind of falls into that especially mm-hmm. with like what i'm into you know like um, right after bigfoot ufo stories and <laughs> alien sightings and stuff Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not, you know what? I, I like Bigfoot. I'm not gonna lie, I like but but he's not my
3: favorite. <laughs> no, okay. no shade
2: to Bigfoot. Um, <laughs> just overdone. You John Car- um so maybe I, I love John Carter. Oh my god, that was like my obsession a few years back. Me and the kids would used to watch it all the time. I'm sorry, my valley girl came out of
0: that one. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, That's quite a ride.
2: Um, we love John Carter. We love John Carter. I own the cringe. Own it.
0: Uh, I I I, I actually read all twelve books, and yes.
2: Oh, I like lit- listen. I live in cringe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I would have to say yes. there are twelve books. They're not. Uh, a lot of people tell me there's only eleven. No, there's twelve, and I'm sticking to it.
3: So I went all the way to to book ten.
0: <laughs> book ten. So yeah, we, we you you are my peeps. We we love. We love John Carter. Um it wasn't that our second episode
2: on season one. So underrated. I, it got um, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, it it, it did. Um and, and uh, I have and Disney to thank for that. So
1: hey, hey Robert, was was were you on that episode of um Radio Chaos where we com- compared John Carter, um, Rick and, and Alita? Oh yeah,
0: that was a really good conversation. Um yeah, I love that one. So yeah, you guys should should look that up in, uh, in YouTube. Um, I think that was oh, yeah. our first, my first uh, um, stream with you guys. I believe. Yeah,
1: that was your first. Yes. Episode.
0: Yeah. Was
1: it was fun.
0: It was a lot of fun. I I love that. I I occasionally keep on rewatching that because it was so much fun. So, I would have to ask. I'm gonna start with a newbie here. Um, because I am so curious um to get a different perspective because you know I'm partial when it comes to the movie. You know, I I, I love this movie. Eh, partial <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and and you know that Gio the <laughs> happy endings.
3: Yeah, I mean I was surprised that you loved this movie so much <laughs> and the girl died.
0: Yeah, uh NJ, if you haven't, you know, learn by now. Disney endings. It has to be a Disney ending. And that's the reason why I I don't like I don't typically like horror. Not because I can't watch it, but because I prefer rainbows and butterflies. Um so yeah, if (laughs) Giancarlos always you know (laughs) makes fun. (laughs) So yes, Jung, I love this movie even though the girl died. Are you surprised?
3: And i tell you, like, the movie is quite interesting the way every little detail is made, even how the aliens look. Because it makes you think, like, hey, they kind of grab some of our ancient history to make them similar to the things that the ancients portray in their imagery. You know? Yeah. So even the aliens, aside from being modern, they look like monoliths and shit like that.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting.
3: So, like, mm-hmm. they put a lot of work into the details of the movie. I, I mean, they look creepy as fuck.
1: <laughs> when when, when the, the chest opens and me. the extra pair of hands come
3: out. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, 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 no. He <laughs> gives me the creeps, thing.
2: I felt like the movie had a lot of, like, um, nods at other movies.
3: hmm Yeah.
0: Well... 100. You know the first one that I noticed and I don't know if you guys noticed do you by any chance remember the teaser for Star Wars The Force Awakens the very first teaser when we nah. had we had Finn on you know basically you see desert and then all of a sudden you see Finn I don't think he gets up and he's <laughs> like <sighs> <sighs> well what happens at the very beginning of this movie? Uh-huh. <laughs> so I, I wonder, because, you know, John Favreau is involved in this movie. He's also involved in old, uh, Star Wars. Involved? He's yeah, yeah, the director. He's involved. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like, like saying that, Hitler was they're,
3: involved in World my, War they're II. They're my daughters. I'm involved.
0: <laughs> so uh, involved? You know, that that's the first thing that caught my eye when I saw this.
3: Like, hold on a second. This is Star Wars. Have you guys noticed that? In a way, <laughs> for 1800s, Star I Wars. I
2: didn't notice that until you pointed it out.
0: Yeah, I got to find that, that, um, that clip. But if you look for the first ever trailer of The Force Awakens, it wasn't a trailer. It was a teaser. So don't put trailer. You want to put teaser on your Google search, and you'll find that. And, and of course, I saw this movie a long time ago. It's only now that I can make that that
3: relationship. Comparison, yeah.
0: Because of, you know, Star
3: Wars. I'll tell you, that's a very smart uh, storytelling tactic to catch your attention right away. Because, I mean, the way that the movie starts, even if you're not interested in it, it just pulls you in. Because it's like, this guy is... Gasping, something is going on, and then just he used to take out six guys out of nowhere. <laughs> so he's like, he starts like, bam, bam, bam. And he doesn't remember everything, doesn't remember a thing. Yeah, he doesn't know who he is.
0: NJ, uh, uh, did, so, did yeah. you watch this movie at the movie theaters or do you saw it on just like on streaming? What was your first experience with this movie?
2: I've only ever saw it on streaming. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the first time that I saw it, like where it was at, but like recently when I rewatched it again for um Cheap Reviews, it was on Peacock TV.
3: Yeah.
2: Yes.
0: Awesome.
3: Oh,
0: hold on a second. Let me go ahead. Uh, I think um, Ray found the clip, and I don't know if you guys – Yep. If you guys are seeing the video, um, you'll see James Bond waking up in the desert.
3: James Bond? When I was watching the more like screw James Bond, this guy's cooler.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's, he's I mean awesome. I, I I I I identify as a as a straight guy, but just watching um Daniel Craig wander around in this movie is like, oh, Ooh, you get to
3: touch your feminine side. Hey, I don't blame you, man. Me too.
1: I mean, I, <clears throat> I watched the first half of this movie, and then I went down and worked out really hard. Ah. I the rest of it.
3: Don't let your wife hear you. <laughs> yeah, right. But baby, I go tell him to do it, not me.
0: I don't even know him. Oh, wow.
1: I mean, the character of Jake is just like, shh.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and you know that's that's one thing that I, I, I was noticing, and, and it's a good thing you mentioned it. Um, we know that at the beginning of the movie, he lost his memory, mm-hmm. uh, but he's so so definitely short on himself. Uh, although he doesn't know nothing was going on, it's uh, you know what was he? He he was quoted by saying he all he knew was English, but it, I, I wonder. <laughs>
1: Eh? Yeah, and not much of it. He doesn't talk very much. Yeah, it. yeah. That's, He's that's very <laughs> with the with the lines.
3: <laughs> it was John note <laughs>
1: <laughs> So it,
0: it makes me wonder. You know, you know what? Uh, you know me. I, I have to think things deeply. If you forget, if, if your memory is erased, you know how can you be sure of your of your Self. I mean, do you think there's some sort of residual um, from his past memories into his brain that made him act? Because it seems like it all came out naturally.
3: I think that that's part of the, the subconsciousness. The things that we are not fully aware mm-hmm. or He's in control. In, uh... Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead.
2: Mm-hmm. He's also in uh, flight or fight mode. Yeah
3: which is instinctive you know you don't think about it you just do
1: and and even I, I, go ahead i don't know that he was that he was that frightened um he's he's confused so no
3: but that's the thing is could... fight or flight so he he necessarily is not frightened he might be yeah, in fight mode yes
1: yeah, fighting not fighting um uh, but yeah he he just he chose he He's he he's. We all know that your character is created by by your history, what you've mm-hmm. been through, and how how it's affected you. But I think that there's a there's definitely a gap between the way he is when his memory's been erased, and and how he is when he gets it back, um, because he's certainly not the complete asshole that that he everybody's treating him like who knows him. From before he lost his memory, he's actually a, de- a decent kind of guy, but he's also so comfortable in his own skin. Mm-hmm. It's not like, Who the hell am I? Why why are people acting like this? It's more, Okay, this is how much I know about myself. I didn't even know my own name. Okay, that's my name. Great. I found out my name because the guys came to arrest me.
0: <laughs> it's like,
1: yeah. I mean, even
0: when he, you know, at the beginning of the movie, even <laughs> when he goes out <laughs> to
1: the church.
0: You know where he's completely out well apparent danger or immediate danger I uh, should say
1: um he was still acting this
0: way like
1: very short of himself yeah. uh, and that, that's one of the things that makes him so likable is that he's completely comfortable in his own skin it's, it's like right so bye this guy this guy like like the this this the scene where um the mm-hmm. the the cattle baron's sons going around and saying, Okay, everybody can put money in towards giving it to the, oh, the, yes. the the bartender And he's like and he's like, Okay, don't you know who I am? He's going, Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not fast either.
0: <laughs> oh, that line was amazing. It's like, you know, a, be careful boy, where you point that thing if you boy. don't want to get hurt.
1: <laughs>
0: Love that line.
3: You're simping all over him, eh? Huh? Right? Oh, oh, come on, totally. come on Gio, I know
0: you Great are too. Character. Come on. Come on Gio, don't hide oh, it. I... Don't hide it, man. Can...
3: There's I more handsome honest guys honest than him. He's handsome, but he's not the most handsome guy. <laughs> but
1: it's, it's not about the it's not about the look. Benny, come back gets
3: me more into it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry about it. <laughs> it's a it's a low glucose meal.
0: It also it, it, another thing that you mentioned uh, ray uh, when he gets his memories back that he is definitely based on what we hear in comparison to a different person
1: i i think oh well, i like to think the, he's a bit disappointed with himself actually yeah I'm a scumbag. I,
0: I, I, you know how we are a product of our you know our surroundings our experiences
3: i, I think we recollection of it, yeah. I,
0: yeah, I think that not only the experience they went through on the alien ship, um, also losing the lover, it, it, I, I think that changed them uh, yeah. greatly, um. And I was thinking about that because you know, a a person like the one that they they're, they're describing.
3: Let me shove a, a lightsaber under your ribs and you're gonna tell me if it doesn't change you. Well
0: <laughs> that that alone that alone will not do it. I think mostly was the guilt, if you think about it.
1: Oh, did that did that little blade thing remind you of the the mm-hmm. um bread, bread cutting knife from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? The movie? Oh yeah. That you shit even terrify me, of me, man. But it that scene it at the same time.
0: Yeah, he got toasted.
3: <laughs> that scene terrified me, man. I will say. Like guy, I wouldn't, I wouldn't survive to that shit just for the drama. <laughs>
0: well, you know, not only that, but I mean, I I heard um, <laughs> it, when I heard that that episode on Cheap Seat Reviews and NJ, and she brought up that point where. And and you can elaborate into that, NJ, if you like. But um, when he was looking at, not sure at this point, it was at his wife or it was definitely the lover. And she was on that table. And you could mm-hmm. see jerky motions. Um, You don't need to. Uh, yeah. You don't need Sounds.
3: to. Li- <laughs> Use much imagination. Oh. It, you did, see, and, yeah.
0: Your uh, and imagination
2: heard, like, is worse than whatever TV. Could yeah.
3: Do. No, and like I, I, I got two. I got a. I got seasons in my life, and like I had a season of like listening to podcasts about omnis uh, and UFOs stories of abduction, and most of them they did not feel pain. So when you think like that safe song is gone, you're like, oh shit. <laughs> and depending on how far your imagination going, it's just worse. <laughs> And it was just
0: gut wrenching because mm-hmm. she yes. was actually crying. You can't tell she's not feeling pain, but mm-hmm. she knows what's going on. She knows she's dying. And, and when I heard NJ talking on, on, on Chips yeah. seat Reviews about that, I was like, oh, my God, I remember that scene. Oh, my God. And I don't know if you guys have... You know, seen this movie? If if you guys listening out there, uh, reach out on Twitter. I'd love to see what your reaction was when you for when you
1: saw that scene for the first time. It's actually worse because pain distracts you from what's going on. But if you're not feeling pain,
2: you're not distracted.
1: You know exactly what's happened.
3: Yep, yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's a very good that point.
2: True. I don't know if you guys. It just came out like... It's the sounds are much... Like, makes your imagination just run wild. And it makes whatever you're hearing... Like, your imagine. Oh, no. That was so bad. Like, that movie really immersive. got me. Like, horror-wise, I have not... Yeah. Yeah. I I have
0: it- to give it to them for that... The way they did that scene. Because this is why books... Are amazing. This is why books are better, because when you when you're reading, and you're not being provided um, the the visuals, it, it's left to your brain to decipher, and you can actually create the scene. You can create the what you're watching in your head when you read. So I I have to give it to them for creating that scene because the way they created it, they didn't give you much. You could see her on the table. you can see the jerky motions and you can hear that sound but then your brain fills up the gap
1: the the best writing uh it's- it's referred to as show don't tell you don't um you don't talk down to your audience you give them just enough to put it together themselves and especially with horror um you the 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 worst horror is is the horror that you create in your own mind. You scare yourself, and we all know from when we were little kids about you know the yeah. the, the wardrobe door being just ajar slightly, and the yep. shit that your brain makes up and puts in that cupboard is way yep. worse than. And anything. depending on how bad can you. you had, depending on
3: how bad experiences you have in your life, it'll be worse. Oh
1: yeah. But horror, the best horror leans into your own your own fears, and and that scene certainly does that. What
2: Mm -hmm. happens if I'm
3: fearless?
1: Good luck.
2: As someone (laughs) who loves horror, this movie was like (laughs) I've seen it all before.
1: I don't understand. I don't understand why this movie didn't resonate with people. I mean, the budget was one hundred and sixty-three million, and the box office was one hundred and seventy-four point eight. So it did not make its money back. Sadly. It broke
3: even. I don't get
1: it. It broke even. No, this it didn't movie, break even. It's amazing. I think.
3: I, I, think, I think that is whatever I should call a sleeper movie. Probably yeah. this one is.
0: Yeah. If it doesn't make in the box office, I like, and it doesn't have that traction. That's, mm-hmm. you know, that's my definition of a sleeper movie. And and this definitely, because most likely when I mention it to people, I, they don't really, they're not even aware of, of this movie. As a matter of fact, I, I watched it uh, yesterday um, with my wife, and she never heard of that before. And she loved it. As a matter of and fact. I know, I if I know
3: you, about it because you mentioned it before, not because somebody else told me or because I knew.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and if you have her previous podcast, you know, my wife is all into Marvel. So uh, she kept on asking me to forward to the end because there might be some sort of like advances to the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how that was, much... First credit scene. That's how <laughs> much we... Exactly. And that's how much we love this movie. Um, And I remember, I mean, when I saw this for the first time a while back, I always wished there was a second. I mean, I know... The story's kind of told, you know. That's it. The aliens blew up, and that's it. There's no more. But I can't help wanting more. That this when it, when yeah. I watch a movie that is so much fun, you know, I, I mean, want more.
3: They are not the only aliens from wherever they came from.
1: Well, oh, that's true. <laughs> you, you you expect that now that the weird shit has happened to Jake, that is going to follow him around. Yeah, and and they could do it. They could do a sequel where. There's some other weird shit going on. He his he's uh interest in this sort of thing is now piked or peaked or however you want to say it. And um he uh he, he gets involved voluntarily with this shit now because he he's interested in it. We, we
0: could we can also have Ella come back. You know, uh, she
3: so Robert getting his the happy Chitra ending. Did to bits? But, I but it doesn't matter. I it doesn't matter. We had to make possible Robert's happy ending.
0: <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. Jake lost two women. Okay, one of them has to
3: come back. Well, their time is a charmer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, if I was a woman in his story, I'd be running a mile. <laughs>
2: It, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the red flags, red flags everywhere. Yep.
0: Oh my god.
1: Red like flag chain. Yep, totally.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. So, yeah. Th- th- this this movie was a lot of fun. Um, I I just loved the f- how they mixed, um, sci-fi with with cowboys. You know, um, uh, and, and the play on the the name. It's kind of, because mm-hmm. typically when I was growing up, you play cowboys, and, uh, cowboys and, and Indians, right? You know, that's not PC anymore, but I mean, I graduated in 1990. So, you know, and, and the way that they played on that name convention, it, it's kind of clever if you think about it. Uh, I don't know if Giancarlo's... I, I, I'm, is too-
1: I'm pre-PC in every term of the word, all right? <laughs> I existed before before uh, PCs did, and before PC did.
0: There you go. <laughs> well, I don't know, Giancarlo. I don't know if you if you agree with my statement, or if you experience. And I, I know you're a lot younger than I am. I'm sure Ray probably could. I'm kind of curious to see if you guys experience that. And MJ, I don't know if you if you even know what I'm talking about. Um, but I would like to hear. Basically, I don't want to hear that I'm along in this. (laughs) (laughs) You're not. You're
1: totally not.
3: No, you're not, man. I can tell you that much. I mean... Yeah.
1: You're not. Robert, the reason you and I get along so well together is that we're we're like uh, eggs in the same box, man. Yeah. We both love sci-fi. We're both around the same age. We've both had similar traumas. (laughs) So...
0: We both watch a lot of animes.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, at least you guys get to watch
3: anime just like me. They thought it was for kids.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I had a movie for those people. So I oh, get to grow up. same
2: thing anime. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Well, we got to grow up before our time. NJ was telling us before we got started on the pod that she's into horror anime. And I'm like, yeah.
3: So you, she, got, she likes F and Light. You have watched F and Light?
1: Oh, I hope so. Also... <laughs> I'm not Hila. entirely
2: sure right now. I'm what was I watching?
1: Redo of Healer. I
2: was watching Cast- Castlevania the other day.
3: Oh, I haven't watched it completely. I started it.
2: Attack on Titan, obviously.
3: Oh, yeah. Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. Yeah. yeah. Funnily enough, Robert likes Attack on Titan. Can you believe that? surprises me.
2: I
0: like it. And it shocks yep. everybody that I like it.
2: It's so good.
3: Yeah
0: but everybody I, dies. I have,
1: avoided, I have avoided the big three. Attack on Titan. Um, um, uh, oh crap. What's it called? I've avoided it, so, so it's not coming to me. Um, Naruto. Um, uh, oh, God. Naruto? Naruto. I watch all you you of You haven't watched those... Naruto? Nope. Dragon Ball? Um, I've been forced to watch one Dragon Ball movie. <laughs> uh but i haven't watched anything else uh, movie? The movie d <laughs> no. No. which movie uh the the one with um oh the... i
0: was gonna say i'm sorry <laughs> for you man the
1: other dude <laughs> no no it's uh, uh, it's another dude that um as long as you it's know a, a live action movie which is not a movie yeah <laughs> that's fine no <laughs> no 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 not not anything live action
3: good you haven't been damaged
1: nope <laughs> no, the yeah, only anime live actions I've really leaned into is obviously *A* Leader and um, *Ghost in the Shell*. It's
3: *Ghost amazing. in the Shell* is about bro Amazing.
1: Um,
0: so
2: *Demon Slayer*.
3: I don't know.
1: Demon, I, I, tr- I
2: tried to watch *Demon
1: Slayer* and I was just like,
3: <laughs> "What's wrong with you, Ray?
1: Demon Slayer is the shit."
0: I only watched one episode.
1: Look,
3: if you, you have not watched more Rover, watch what's wrong
1: with you? If you sci-fi horror in anime, watch um, Steins Gate. All right? Steins Gate. What what the what what the MC goes through in Steins Gate, I would not want to happen to anybody including myself. Oh, Jesus. Wow. I not to watch it. I mean, it. It, it's it's bad enough. I've 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 experienced friends dying. Uh, a really close friend of mine who Um, I I had not on a conscious level realized was gay, um, but his parents tried to re-educate him uh, and he committed suicide two weeks before, um, well, we call it the high school certificate, Mm -hmm. but you guys would call it like um, finals, like uh, at the end of high school, Um, you know, final Mm. exams. Uh, Two weeks before final exams, a friend of mine committed suicide. Wow, oh. fun times in high school, I gotta tell you. Wow. <laughs> so,
0: start, yeah.
1: Um yeah, so I've I've experienced friends dying. Now imagine if you had a way to go back and try and fix it. Ah, that
3: reminds me of Re:Zero. Would you would you
1: would you take that would you take that chance? Of course you would. How but no. how many times that would too. you take? How many times would you take that chance? When would you give up?
2: Depends Which... for the person.
3: I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. I've learned by now in life and by many shows like that and movies, I will not go back. I will fuck it up but worse. That's what happens all the time. You fix that and something worse happens somewhere else.
1: Like you don't want to. <laughs> you don't it's... want to. It's the old idea of, of uh, well, we've had a Doctor Who episode, which I missed, unfortunately, but um, the fixed points in time and space that you can't yep. change. Mm-hmm. And, and if your friend's death or the, your loved one's death was one of them, how would you deal?
0: Now, he, here's a question. If you can think about you know, the story throughout in this movie, what would you consider a fixed point in space? And this movie.
3: When she died.
1: Yeah, he's, he's um his lover being killed by the aliens. When... Go ahead.
2: Yeah, I think that one is gonna be the fixed point in time. The um when she's being cut open, when his wife, mm-hmm. wife his wife?
1: Yeah. Well we find out later on from the from his gang that she was a whore. And he basically taken her away from that. Uh, and um, had, had, he'd, he'd gone out and robbed a whole bunch of people to get the gold to, to set them up. Uh, and he was being super selfish about How convenient that. he forgot everything, huh? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think. <laughs> he was a bad
3: man. <laughs> now I'm thinking if it was real Anisha, he actually conveniently just forgot.
0: <laughs> well, it, it was it was a trust, uh, you know, a traumatic event. Uh, <laughs> usually, your brain has that thing of trying to block out. Mm-hmm. I mean, w- we we know that it's had a lot to do with the aliens because of missing
2: that memory. The missing
0: memory.
3: I'm thinking of robbing <laughs> and getting that shit. Huh? I'm thinking of robbing a bank or something and just getting that. Oh, wow, well, I don't remember.
0: Well, you, you know, here's the reason why I'm saying it is, I think, and I agree with that being the fixed point in time in this movie because not just the fact that she died, but the 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 chain of events that led to her death, because mm-hmm. you know him robbing the bank, bringing bringing the gold home, that alone causes him mm-hmm. to have this this. Uh, regret that if he would think that, okay, if I would never have taken that gold home, she would have still been alive. And the whole story would have played out completely different. And maybe the, -hmm. you know, maybe the entire planet would have been taken, taken over by the aliens because we would not have that same drive that he had after these events happened. Um, so, I mean, what, what do you think about that? I mean, I think if that wouldn't happen the way that it happened, the movie would end it a completely different story. It has to be the exact way. Yes.
3: Yeah. It would have ended differently, but she's not a connection to the aliens coming here to do what they were going to do.
0: No, no, but what I'm saying is,
3: let's,
1: let's assume, for example, that he never took the goal home. If right? he hadn't been such a bad man and nicked everybody's gold and taking it back to her, let's say for you're example, when you
3: calling bad man, huh? <laughs> let's
1: say, <laughs> let's say, bad boy.
0: Let's say for example, Ooh, he yeah. got the gold and and <laughs> and never took it home, but he's like taking the gold and trying to do, you know, like get things planned ahead of time so he can come back and get her later. And in the process, the aliens would grab him. And not her because the goal was down. She was at home when the goal. Mm-hmm. He was away.
3: I think that they would have grabbed another woman because no, they, thinking on the aliens, they come into study us or something or poke at us, so they want one of each. But see, but he, here's Regardless.
0: the thing. here's here's what I'm talking about. The reason why the aliens took her is because she was near the goal. Think about that scene for a minute.
3: So if you don't in, think that. If you discard mm-hmm. the gold, they were gonna just go uh, go and look for another female. No, they go. Uh,
0: they're going after. They're going after the gold. Yeah. Whoever is around the gold okay. gets taken. So if he never yeah. gets home, they are yeah. following the gold. They'll take him. Then that traumatic experience never happens for him. So I, I don't know. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. I was watching that scene and I was thinking about that. And I'm kind of curious to think what you guys. Thought about that, you know, happening in that way. Does that make sense, Ray? I mean, it
3: does does make sense. I was not looking for that perspective, uh, relating the goal specifically to it.
1: As a as a writer, you've got to give your main character. She's important to to his
2: character's arc.
1: Yes, hugely. So I mean we 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 only ever get little flashes of her you know the the that scene we've mentioned where her body's being jerked around and then is ashed um in a very slow and painful and and horrific manner uh and and the scenes where he goes to the um to the cabin with the hole in the roof and remembers her and remembers what happened there uh but for for a character that's so important to his his backstory you barely see her she's she's in a photo that he carries around Mm -hmm. and it's it's well done um that you you know you don't you don't want to show the horrific things too much it's like like in a horror movie where they show the monster early and it's just like yeah well it's 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 not showing it's it's what you don't say that's important in this case
3: Oh, very well done
1: i mean the whole the whole movie is really well crafted uh i go back and look true. watch movies that i've seen in my young days and i look at them now with a totally different set of eyes and i looked at this movie and went you know if you took the aliens out of this movie it's a fucking good western <laughs> it's just
0: crazy. and it's true.
1: and it's, it's 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 violent and and it's brutal and that's that's how the West probably was. I mean, you know, the law was very thin on the ground and and you know, do- Dollar Hyde's got oh. more power than the than the local sheriff. And you know, oh the sheriff's like, I gotta do my job, I gotta send the son off to the to the to the local magistrate. And like he knows that Dollar Hyde's gonna ride in and take his son back, because Dollar Hyde's that kind of guy. just like mm. I'm got the power and I'm gonna use it. But you also see, uh, you see arcs of these characters and what they're going through. And the Indian the Indian chief discovers that there are people that there are white people who are who are decent and and upstanding. Um uh, learns that, that the that the Indian people aren't just something to be slaughtered because they're in his way. He learns that um the the Indian boy who he's been, you know. Kicking around, looks up to him and and thinks that that he's a fantastic warrior. And he realizes that that he's the sort of guy that he would have liked as a son. Uh, and then he dies. That's what happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. Everybody <laughs> just dies. Oh, you're terrific. Oh, you're dead. <laughs> it's a summary of this movie. You're terrific. Oh, you're
2: dead.
1: He <laughs> reminds me of
3: kind of the walking dead. It doesn't matter. The, because every
1: time you start attached to a character, die. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and just you know, I it's like not a movie. I mean, it's only it's only a two-hour movie. Well, I watched the extended version, so it was even more brutal than uh, than the cinematic release. But um, More gore. yeah um, I, I, the writers and the director, John Favreau, did a fantastic job of putting this together. It's 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 well written. It's well acted. It's well directed. And I can't understand why it didn't do. One
0: of those, wait. Like, yeah, I, I don't get that. This movie was so much fun. And, and, Very and you know,
2: niche. And if you're not into sci-fi, you're not going to vibe with it.
1: Well, you kind of need to be into sci-fi like and westerns, which I am. So <laughs> there you go. My my father was a huge western fan and and made me watch pretty much everything that John Wayne ever did uh, in in the western genre, not so much the romance genre, but the western genre. Uh, so yeah I mean I'm I'm I, I dig westerns and I dig sci-fi and when it was cowboys and aliens I'm like I'm there <laughs> <And> <laughs> you you dig me opening opening night I'm there and it was quiet and I'm like where's everybody should everybody be here
3: <laughs> we are everybody two guys is it?
1: <laughs> um we haven't done the plot yet should I do the plot should uh, like kick the plot out before the end of the show this time <laughs>
0: <laughs> um yeah um go ahead uh um, oh, cool, okay, maybe you can do the 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 short oh. version maybe or obviously mm. i had to ask
1: you don't have to <laughs> <change>. <laughs> no i i i've tried it too many times and it didn't quite work
0: oh my god i am i i uh, am hungry for that now you you you, you yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I've lit a fire. (laughs) (laughs) Let
0: let me explain to MJ what happened. Uh, There was another, there was an episode. I can't remember what episode it was, but. Alien. Oh, it was Alien. Yeah. So uh, Ray found um, a bootleg DVD cover description of the
1: movie. It was a blurb on the back of a bootleg.
0: And it was so freaking funny. It sounded like (laughs) they passed it to translators after translators after translators and then put it back in English.
3: (laughs) It was just hilarious. Just didn't sound right.
0: (laughs) So now I want more. (laughs) I
1: haven't been able to to replicate it,
3: unfortunately. Well, he can get us the Chinese translation. Yeah, we. Which I even tried.
0: <laughs> I actually tried. Went to Google Translate and try to. It didn't. It, it never comes up as good as that one. So too bad. I'm not so gonna get my my fix.
1: <laughs> I'm. I'm just. I'm just trying to find it, but it's. Uh, I'm not finding it in a, a, our meme list mm-hmm. in. Uh, um. Uh, it, it, on a on our Discord, I thought I put it in there, but I can't find it anyway. Now that that's that's all right,
0: um you know it, it gives our listeners a chance to go download the alien episode and listen to it.
1: Yeah, it check, was a lot. Yeah, out. yeah, cracked me up.
0: Yeah, we, I was uh, anyway. I was <clears throat> in
1: tears. Last <laughs> <laughing>. the plot. <laughs> oh, got a tickle in my throat now. Just typical, isn't it? Okay. In 1873 New Mexico Territory, a man awakens injured in the desert with a strange metal bracelet attached to his left wrist and no memory. He wanders into the town of Absolution where Preacher Meekum treats his wound. Sheriff John Taggart recognises the stranger as wanted outlaw Jake Lonergan and attempts to arrest him. Jake nearly escapes, but a woman named Ella Swanson interferes. Taggart and his men prepare to transport both Jake and petulant young drunkard Percy Dollahyde to Santa Fe for trial. Percy's father, Colonel Woodrow Dollarhide, a ruthless cattle baron, arrives with armed men and demands Percy be released. He also wants Jake, who's, who's stolen gold from him. During the standoff, aliens begin to attack the town. Percy, Taggart and other folk are abducted by grappling cables fired from the bottom of these ships. Jake's bracelet inexplicably activates and transforms, becoming a weapon, and he shoots down a ship, ending the attack. <coughs> Excuse me, I, I told you there's a tickle in my throat. It's always bad timing. <coughs> Dollarhide, Ella, and other townsfolk from the former posse to track down the injured alien that escaped from the downed ship. Meanwhile, Jake travels to an abandoned cabin, and in a flashback, recalls reuniting, uh, returning to it with stolen gold and then being abducted, along with a woman named Alice, by the aliens. His memories returning, Jake joins the posse. During the evening, they come upon an upside-down paddle-wheeled steamboat that the aliens apparently dumped far from any large river. They camp inside it during the night. An alien kills Meacham, who sacrifices himself to save Emmett Taggett's grandson. So take it as the the um the sheriff of the town absolution. <coughs> Excuse me. By morning, most of the most of the posse has deserted and Jake's former gang attacks the rest. Jake, who stole the gang's loot after their last heist, attempts to retake control but is foiled. The aliens attack again and abduct Ella. Jake jumps aboard the ship that attacked. And attacks the alien pilot, causing the ship to crash in the river. The pilot survives and crash the crash and attacks Ella, fatally wounding her before Jake kills it with his wrist blaster. The remaining posse is captured by the Chikikawa Apache native Indians, who blame them for the alien attacks. After Ella's corpse is dumped on a fire by a Chikikawa warrior. She is resurrected and emerges from the fire. Ella reveals herself to be from another alien race who has travelled to Earth to help uh, resist the invaders after they destroyed her homeworld. The aliens who are mining gold and abducting people to conduct experiments on them have superior weaponry and are far stronger and more durable than humans. Only Jake's wrist blaster weapon or a well-aimed rifle round can kill them with one shot. Ella tells them that the previous attacks were just scouts. She also claims Jake holds a secret to the aliens' whereabouts and argues that they must defeat the aliens before the invaders exterminate all life on Earth. After taking medicine offered by the Apache's medicine man, Jake's memory returns. He recalls watching Alice get (laughs) vivisected and euthanized. He escaped by stealing the bracelet that is encasing his wrist. He also remembers the location of the aliens' base of operations, their landed mothership. <clears throat> With the knowledge, they plan an attack on the alien base. Jake leaves to persuade his old gang to join the fight, while Dollarhide takes command of the original group and the Apaches. After the combined groups maneuver the aliens into a ground battle, Jake and Ella board the ship and free the captives, but Jake is captured. Dollarhide rescues him and both men escape from the ship after killing an alien responsible for Alice's death, identified as Jake's left a distinctive scar on his face in the original escape. The ship takes off and as the remaining aliens flee Earth, but Ella stays aboard and ends the threat. She sacrifices herself by entering the ship's core and turning Jake's wrist weapon into a bomb. It detonates, obliterating the ship. With the aliens gone, the rescued townsfolk begin remembering their pasts. Still unwanted man, Jake chooses to leave. The sheriff and Dolahide decide to claim he was killed in the invasion. The citizens intend to rebuild their town from the gold taken from the aliens. Credit's wrong. Awesome. So, you know
0: that the, the story, in a way, is simple.
3: Yeah, it is.
0: And it's kind of hard for me to mm-hmm. find a movie that is as fun to watch as this is and and as good when it comes to writing as this one is
3: um the is, is the simplicity of it is one thing and also like it's gratifying the ending even though it's not the perfect ending you know like everybody gets a little bit of what they want. And it's not a total death toll, if you might call some.
0: Yeah, although there you was know? there was a lot of like bodies hitting the floor <laughs> there, but
3: yeah, but like those are characters that, that are no main, so who cares, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is like it makes sense that they like Ella didn't stay; <laughs> she's from another planet and stuff. So it's like it's a way of not keeping her with humanity because she was already revealed, and it was probably. It's not in our best interest. since Our nature is to take over and control shit to keep her around.
1: Well, she you did know? tell she did tell Jake, "Don't fall for me. I won't be around much longer." She mm-hmm. she knew she was gonna be, you know, commit well, suicide to to get rid of them.
0: Let Let me ask you this because I was thinking about this when I was watching. I think not just this time around, but previous times. I've seen this movie multiple times. I actually own a copy. Um, Given the fact that we're not given enough information about Ella and the fact that she said I took this form so I can walk among you and in another way, you know, after the Supposedly, burning of the body when she came out, and she said, "Well, I wasn't sure I could repair this body." Now we fast forward to the end of the movie, where she blew up with the ship,
3: and okay, now she's sure she cannot repair.
0: <laughs> well, that was, that was the that is the question. Um, it's apparent that that's not her body, so. Can we, and I'm going to ask this around, I don't know if I should start with MJ and, and move around and see what, you know, yeah. just your honest opinion. Um, we don't know what she is. We have no idea if she maybe took the body and she's all, because, you know, if you read or watch a lot of sci-fi, you'll find she's with, that yeah, she's there are... a
3: physical entity, you mean?
0: Well, she could be an old light entity that taking over that body. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know. There's no information, but based on this, on on the little bits that I can pick from this movie, um, it's obvious that this is not her body. It's obvious that she was constantly repairing it, kind of like driving a car. Mm-hmm. Do you think? And and I, and I guess I'll I'll start with NJ, and you can tell me honest opinion or what you think. You don't have to go as deep as I do because I typically do go deep. But um, really? do you think she's alive? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think she could be. Um, I, I do think like, it depends how much energy it takes to heal the body, especially after that, which I would think it would like evaporate it maybe. Yes. Which I, I, I don't know. i I guess maybe it's possible
1: look i could write a sequel for this movie it wouldn't be too hard she kissed him goodbye she could have transplanted some of her essence into him he could be you know riding along looking for somewhere new to settle down and he starts having flashbacks or dreams of uh an alien planet and he's like what the hell is going on here and then she starts forming in his mind and becomes a little bit, you know, like a spirit existing in his head, um, and she might guide him towards something else. The, the, like a the, tulpa. The, Yeah, I mean, she could she it, she could become his guide, guiding spirit, or something like that. And you know, there's something else going on that that needs his his intervention to stop the aliens from coming back or something like that. They, they, they've, they've hidden a transmitter somewhere that's sending out a signal. And if he doesn't stop it within a certain amount of time, the, the, the alien invasion force will show up.
0: You have a point there. You know how I spoke before saying that, you know, the story is told and I don't think I can have a part two. Oh. Well, if you think about it, this was a scout wouldn't the rest of the fleet wonder what happened to their scout?
1: Yep. I mean, there's often in, in these sort of things that uh, when you have a a scouting force, if the scouting force doesn't return, like they might have multiple scouting forces out. The scouting forces that come back with information are the ones that are, are considered. And if a scouting force doesn't come back, it's like, oh, maybe that place is too dangerous. We haven't got time for that now. We just want to go there. That's the that's the sort of thing that they're leaning into for mm-hmm. this. That if the scouting force doesn't come back, the place is too dangerous. We won't go there. Uh, mm-hmm. Geo, but but you've got the other side of the coin. If our scouting force doesn't come back, we send a bigger force to find out why. Exactly. That's what I was thinking,
0: Gio, I know you're. I know you're wondering. You know that I am still looking for my. Disney ending in this movie. <laughs> so I'm going to ask the question in a different way. Is Ella alive?
3: So I see it two ways. When she died, she could have been uh, uh, like some kind of a metaphysical entity, which means she is. The body is just a shell. But the other thing I was thinking is something like the alien forms in the host movie, or in the book. Oh. Which is a paras- it's a parasitical... <laughs> so in that manner, she died. Completely.
0: And shameless plug there. If you have not listened to our season one host episode, man, I had so much fun talking about yeah. that movie, but I don't know if you guys have seen the host. NJ, uh, uh, have you seen the host? The movie, the host It's based on a book, which I read also.
2: Yeah, I've, I've seen the host and read the book.
0: Yes. Amazing. Amazing. So you, Gia, you have a point
3: there. And and the thing is, that's what I like about the simple writing. All these lagoons and gaps on detailed information leaves it to run in the spectator's imagination. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I like about that. Sometimes not so much information gives you so much more imagination.
1: You were saying something, uh, Ray? Oh, I was just going to say, if you if you like the host, then you should also check out. And I want to do this for the podcast at some point too. The movie, The Hidden. Oh, The Hidden. Which, which the the Hidden.
3: I'm gonna look for yeah, it.
1: Yeah, am going to
3: check it out because I love the host.
0: I am surprised mm-hmm. I have not heard of that. Oh, I love them both, it, Ray and it's Robert. Very,
1: it's very B grade, mm-hmm. but um, uh, it, it is it is basically you know uh, alien parasites come to Earth and basically um have their disagreement from inside humans so wow and there's also an anime called parasite which <laughs> that, be
3: that I, I started i started watching it it shouldn't it shouldn't, it shouldn't it be good? confused
1: oh yeah it's fantastic the dub's really good as well but um it shouldn't be confused with the the very popular korean movie parasite uh it's it's not the same show but um, yeah, it, it it's basically a guy wakes up one morning and his um his arm starts talking to him and morphing and doing various things and apparently uh overnight his um his arm was eaten by this parasite and it became his his arm and his hand. Uh and now he has to deal with that.
3: Oh my god. Okay.
1: Norm- normally the parasites go and eat the person's brain and takes them over entirely, but um uh for some reason it couldn't. That so it just became his arm instead, but he actually forms a a, a close friendship with this parasite. And um, his arm
3: is his best friend.
1: Bad things happen. There's a really sad death in uh, in in that anime, so Robert shouldn't watch it. (laughs)
0: Thank, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. It's
1: one of the one of the top ten saddest deaths in anime. Yeah, apparently
0: and Nj, you you probably might not know this uh from me, but it's apparent to our listeners because I talk a lot about it um I can't watch sad sad uh, I'm what i call what I'm like to call it empath so what I see on media it, it, mm-hmm. i I feel it <laughs> so like there had been i remember there was a movie like, mm-hmm. that I watched that oh um I watch beaches that's one that I can point out, but there's there has been many.
1: Um, what about Upgrade? We did I, Upgrade recently.
0: Well, Upgrade was, yeah, was different. But, you know, to give you an example, I, I watched Beaches and I was on the sofa for about 30 minutes to 45 minutes that I couldn't stand up. Um, I watched mm-hmm. uh, Dark Mirror. Remember Giancarlo? Uh, my heart rate was yeah, 120 Dark during Mirror. the recording. Um, so if, <laughs> you guys should, should download that Dark Mirror episode and... and mm-hmm. You know, just have fun with me uh, with my hundred twenty.
3: They can even remember the show name, Black Mirror.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I will not watch it. You <laughs> got dark for you.
1: It, it's Black an amazing. Has a lot of good episodes. Yeah,
0: it's an amazing sci-fi series, but I can't call it watch dark
3: Mirror is it. Black Mirror.
0: Oh, Black Mirror! There you go. Dark Mirror. Black Mirror.
3: There you go. Our listener going to be like Dark Mirror. I don't find that show. It's, it's dark shadows. <laughs> <laughs> We're of our
0: callings. No, no, it was, it, it was, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's me. I can't, you know. That's why I prefer the the happy butterfly um, unicorns.
2: <laughs> n- never watched Graveyard of the Fireflies or Grave of the, uh, It's a Graveyard or Grave of the Fireflies. Uh, too, it's by Studio Ghibli. Too never late. Watch that. Too late. That movie uh, gave Ghibli me depression for like a month.
0: Too late. I watched it. You already
2: watched
0: it? Only one time in my <laughs> oh, life. That's no. it. I was destroyed. Completely yeah, destroyed.
3: Forgive no, me you for that. Yeah. More
1: yeah. so cool. dramas are like that, though. That
2: is true.
1: Um, there's, a, there's another No, that, that
2: one's like based on. on a, um. 86.
1: Well, uh, Grey
2: 80, Brother Fireflies? 86
0: grave of the firefly is based on yes, um uh, the, the atomic place. bomb and how it affected these two kids
2: yeah but it's it's the writers
3: oh i think story. i started it's
2: based on the writer's life i believe
1: yeah um there's there's another anime called 86 which i've watched half of and i'm kind of like uh, i think this is going to go pretty bad at the end um <laughs> But, but basically you've got you've got the um the the genetic pure pu the pure genetic people living in this walled um city and everyone else is outside fighting the um evil robots. But um yeah, I won't I won't go into the details, but yeah, it gets pretty nasty. And mm. you start uh, discovering 86 what, the robots, cool. what the people eighty six, yeah they they live in ward 86 which is just basically everything that nobody wants where the war's going on
3: so i uh, have to to show to check out the show in a movie because uh wherever the fireflies i started i remember i haven't finished it and i didn't stop oh, look, because i i wanted i had to stop it to do something and i never got back to it
1: yeah. i want you to watch stein's gate though because as i was saying stein's before. Gate. How many times would you try and save somebody who's really important to you before you that, give up?
3: Well, you're telling me we might have ReZero, which I ha- I need to continue because we haven't continued Robert.
1: ReZero, yes. Yeah, yeah, Ste- Steinsgate the same and ReZero have a lot of similarities. Although Steinsgate is pure <clears throat> time travel sci-fi, it is fantastic. Okay.
3: It was really super traumatic. Like you feel the the, the trauma of the guy.
1: Oh yeah, the right the writers just kicked the shit out of the main character in *Steins Gate*. That's yeah, a, oh, poor guy. Uh-huh.
3: Let
0: yeah. me let me ask this question. I'm, this is a question that I sometimes ask in previous episodes. Um, in this case, only because I want to hear points of view, I'm, I want to start with uh, Gian since he is the one in this group that have recently seen this movie. So he's a newbie. I'd, I'd really like to get his point of view first. And we can move on to um, MJ only because she's seen it uh, streaming. And then we can move on to Ray mm-hmm. and me who have seen it on the theaters. Um, so the question is, this movie is a lot of fun, Right. It's it's yeah. all about, you know, cowboys and aliens. You have the, the, your typical Western I probably and, will rewatch it. And, oh yes. Um and, and your in your sci-fi story. Uh Gia, if you can pick your favorite scene in this movie, um what would that scene be? And and you don't have to really think hard. Um, this would probably be a scene that you enjoy so much that's the first thing that comes to mind.
3: Look when I saw the beginning of the movie, I thought it was, but when he saves her from the flying alien on on the on the plane that he has something like a firefly uh-huh. that's my favorite scene <laughs> that is... it was so intense oh yeah,
0: it was really that's a really cool scene, um... oh yeah. I was like, you know, he's, is what is he doing? Because he's like, uh, when I was watching that scene, he, he's he's on the a, on a horse, and you see the 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 ship going. It's, the ship is damaged, so he can't really climb up. So he's going in between this, um, you know, on on top of the like side of the cliff. Yeah, in between the cliffs, and he's running. It's like, what is he doing? What is he planning to? Is he going to jump?
3: <laughs> Dude, like this is not a train. <laughs> yeah.
0: That was that was a, that was a yeah, really
3: cool scene. It was good. It was good.
1: Uh, NG, uh, the, if it... the the way he the way he the the thing came the thing flew down the, the, the ship flew down and it went to grapple him, and he dodged it by swinging off his saddle, and and going like oh. riding oh. On the side of the horse, and then yep. he used the, the weapon on his arm and he shot under the horse's neck and, and shot the, the flying ship. Do you, you remember that? Oh yes, it's like that a typical a little western little
0: when you go under the horse and you shoot your gun. Yeah,
3: exactly. No, 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 no. That was, some, that, that was some, some ninja, moto ninja shit on a horse. <laughs> 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 moto GP on a horse. Nj, <laughs> <laughs> do do you agree with that? It's uh, a horse or a motorcycle.
0: <laughs> it, <laughs> is that your is that your favorite scene, or do you have another one?
2: Um. I have another one. My favorite one is where the kid kills the alien because, see, like the entire time when he's being chased, I had like major anxiety, and then he like yep. is trapped. I was like, oh my god, how are you gonna get out? You're just a kid. Please don't. <laughs> like, I can't do kid dying. That was intense. Scenes. I could do anybody else can die, but not kids dying.
3: No kids are dying. when
2: he finally like him in the heart, and I was like, yes.
0: That yeah, was, no, dogs. <laughs> that was an that intense, was like I remember my wife was, uh, you know, kind of panicking, especially when he opened up his chest and those two little creepy arms start coming up after the little kid and she's like almost screaming at the screen. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, come on, do something, do something. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was an intense scene. I, I really like that one.
1: Um, being a being a writer, I knew that he'd been given that knife specifically to deal with that alien. You could you could see it coming a mile away. Yeah,
3: because you know the knife was going to be of use.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he had to become real. a man. He had to defend himself. He had to stop running and and fight. So is that where that speech came? from I thought
3: from? the same thing when the knife was. G- yeah, this <laughs> is going to be important.
1: <laughs> uh, Ray, what what is your scene? I'm I'm a uh, turning point kind of guy. So my favourite scene was when um, you, you know they're, 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 it, it looks pretty bad. The ship's going to get away. The Earth's going to be invaded and destroyed. And Ella sacrifices herself. She 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 activates the thing and it's counting down. And she's being approached on all sides by the aliens. And it looks like she's just going to be going to be ripped to shreds. And she hugs the thing to her. Doot, 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 doot. And she gets
3: ripped to shreds.
1: Now, when the ship explodes, <laughs> they were channeling the Challenger Space Shuttle disaster.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Totally leaning into it.
0: I, w- I actually were... watched on the news when that happened.
1: Yeah. Because I remember the day the Challenger Space Shuttle went up and they they specifically designed the explosion to look like that. Damn. Um, you... Yeah, that to was... to, to, to channel energy. channel that anxiety. And yeah, but it makes you feel
3: off. good when you blood actually, instead of feeling terrified. Yeah. Well, when yeah. the challenge that happened, it was terrifying. Mm. Yeah. Here, it was like, yeah, blow up apples.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, there, there haven't been a lot of spaceships exploding in atmosphere um, that we've seen yeah, that's live true. on TV. Yeah. And is yeah. pretty much it for a ship that was going up. Um, uh-huh. The other space shuttle that disintegrated coming back in because of the loss of tiles um, yep. on, on, on launch. Um, was it Colombia? Really re- Sorry?
0: Colombia had a, a near um, with the tiles. I mean, they, they, they yeah. finally landed, but it was scary there for a minute.
1: Well, there, there was another one. I can't remember which one it was. Um, but it it, um, it it broke up as it was entering the atmosphere. Um, so they, they actually lost two shuttles um, in flight. But Challenger was the one that w- most related to this scene in the movie, and I, I'm sure that they leaned into it with the way it exploded and and the 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 sort of the way it sort of went tum 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 tum, and and you could see the gold yep. spreading out and falling back to earth. And it's, it's sad in a
0: way and smart in another one, because if you, you. yeah, if you have experienced that, when you watch this movie, it's in the back of your head. So when you watch that, you're in your head, you're thinking that kind of looks familiar. Mm. And the feelings mm-hmm. that you had at that point come back to you, but you don't know what is it or for what reason. So it's kind of like their way of trying to make you feel a specific way with a trigger. Does that make yeah. sense?
1: Yeah, except I, I immediately see and, and trying to reprogram it. it.
2: Yes.
0: I'm sorry.
3: Uh, I was saying that if, if you have a trigger or a, or a traumatic, uh, memory about it, it could uh, subconsciously reprogram it, you know, knowingly. Yeah. Because then then you see that that spacecraft blowing up, but you don't remember the Challenger anymore. Even though you're connected to it, it's, it's like, you actually feel like gratifying, like these hassles are blowing up. Good. And you don't remember that traumatic experience anymore. Yeah, It disconnects memories, you from it.
1: Memories that are combined with strong emotions are the ones that stick with you. Mm-hmm. and that that's why we suffer so much from trauma from from experiences that we've had and part of it is is a self-defense mechanism if that's what
3: forget, I'm trying to get alzheimer's
1: if, if you forget um, bad things that happen to you then you're not going to learn from them and use that again in your future when it happens again so mm-hmm. um like I mean uh, a, a memory tied to a strong emotion, sticks with you and that lesson sticks with you but if it's too strong then your mind blocks it out and then you don't learn from it so that there's a sort of a fine line there's a there's a knife edge that can sort of go either way but um uh like two things that really sort of traumatic memories that stick with me is the Challenger space shuttle disaster and um 9-11 Watching those planes fly into the Twin Towers, yeah. that stuck with me. And it was one of those things that I watched over and over and over again because I couldn't process it. Yes. and I kept watching it so I could process it. And to this day, I can't understand the mindset that would bring somebody to fly a plane full of people into a, into a, uh, a, a tower to destroy it. I, it just doesn't work for me. I don't understand the thinking, and that's why I keep replaying it because I'm trying to understand it, and I can't. And yeah. It's one of those things that stuck with me.
0: Yeah. It, so. I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I was actually in a call center when that happened, and
3: I it, was in school. It, it was and kind I of. I mean, everything. Stopped.
0: It was very eerie. How
3: I was fine.
0: on a, I was on a on a call with a customer, and there was complete silence and I was just looking at the TV, but I wasn't looking. It's just like, you, you're you like, is this happening? Is this a dream? What's going on? And everything just got silence.
1: Um, it, well, my, my first take on that one was I woke up to it. It was like, because of the time difference. Uh, it was, it was, it had been happening overnight mm-hmm. here in Australia. And I woke up to it and one of the towers was already burning. And I was watching the TV, and it was live coverage. And then the second plane went in, and I'm like, "The fuck is going on? What is going on here? What have I woken up to?" And that mm-hmm. whole day, I just couldn't do any work because I kept, you know, I went onto the internet, and I'm like, "What the hell is going on here?" Um,
3: it's one of those things that make that, that shakes your sense of reality.
1: Yeah, exactly.
3: That's how bad and traumatic me? is that that act yeah. of terrorism. It's just like, is this real? Like, it makes you question. If what you're feeling and your and perception of everything is accurate, you I just don't it believe
1: like, it. I originally thought I was just something from a movie. Is like they're yeah. showing something, it? but it said live, and I'm like, That's how I felt. You know, you know how they do these these sort of things where in the movie this is live coverage. In the movie, it's got to be a movie. This has got to be. This can't be. Mm-hmm. be a movie. That's be how I felt. Yep, mm-hmm. it's real.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Okay.
1: Oh,
2: I had to be evacuated, so it was extremely scary.
0: Were Were you near, or, or it was just one of those places? Because I remember they were evacuating places. Um,
2: so. I w- I lived in San Francisco, and there was a plane supposed to go from New York to San Francisco, and mm-hmm. I think this was before they knew it had crashed or something, mm-hmm. but. We had to be evacuated because my elementary school at the time was uh, is right next to a lot of famous buildings, and you know, you know,
3: and all big cities went in lockdown in from all mistaken. those things
2: in San Francisco. And we had to be evacuated, and it was so terrifying. It was during um, Fleet Week. Not Fleet Week, but like September is um, in San Francisco where uh, the Air Force puts on a a show for airplanes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So you had all the military airplanes in the city. And my school is, like, right... uh, um, You can see it from um, Pier 39. Um, And uh, what you see is, like these military airplanes just flying overhead and lots of them securing the airspace. And they got extremely close to our school. You know, they're flying right above it. The sound was terrifying. And then the teacher was like, well, we know there's um, an airplane headed city and you kids are just happen to be under one of the most famous landmarks. You got to go. And we had to be evacuated. It was terrifying.
0: Wow. Okay, so I think I gotta elevate <laughs> the tone of the podcast.
1: Yeah, well, we've uh, we've we've wandered a little. Yeah, you, like. I, I
0: I am I'm sure I speak <laughs> yeah. for everyone that this was a traumatic event for everyone, uh, regardless yeah. of where you were at the moment. Um, so going back to the question, I guess my favorite scene in this movie was. Right before, well, not right before, but before when when Ella just went into to commit suicide, <laughs> if, if that's what it was, to save the planet. And where he's actually looking at this cave, uh, it's, it looks like a rivet cave. Uh, a cave. Mm-hmm. And you could see through his uh, gun, because he's pointing the gun at the opening of the cave, the, which is very reminiscent to Alien, uh, well, actually Aliens, the movie Aliens, when they were looking at the little thing and you see all the aliens popping up on the little screen. So, and his gun. They're in the room, man. They're in the room. <laughs> exactly. So, in his gun, you see them, a lot of them in there. It's like, holy crap. You know, what, what is he, what's it going to happen? And when they start coming up and he starts shooting, it it why i find that to be the most impressive to me out of the movie and one scene that i like is the fact that like i said at the beginning of the podcast i look for things that are sci-fi and yet not and this one over here it's a straight up western um where you would actually see him you know shooting a gun uh but except this is a laser or whatever that was, or plasma gun, and he's just shooting nonstop, and they're just dropping and dropping. And you're, it's, it was very tense to me because there's scenes where they even got close enough to him where he had to shoot up. Um, so it, 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 it was like a Western yet sci-fi, and I love that in every movie. Not necessarily because it was Western, but because it was a sci-fi
3: with it's something else. It's what I call else. a Rambo moment. Yes. Like, die, I love you, I don't care.
0: <laughs> it was a, it's a complete action scene. That power power.
1: It, it, it's a, it was a Western and a sci-fi at the same time,
0: and I loved that.
1: But, and it's and it's also quintessential of Jake's character in that pretty much anybody else would have run away, would have gone, oh shit, they're coming, and turned around and run. and he went, I have this thing here. I'm going to hold the wine. And he he sort of looks at me and he goes, is, is this going to be enough? There's so many of them coming. Can I do it? And he's like, nope, I'm going to do it. No, it was it's like, gonna it happen. was like, it's gonna have to I have a jar. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's gonna have to happen.
0: <laughs> do, do you think there was a little bit of vengeance in there? I mean, I couldn't tell in his face, but then again, in the heat oh, of the yeah. moment,
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, he was leaning into it. He was like, yeah, let's get these bastards. <laughs> oh, yeah. I
0: I envisioned, like... And that's why I, I, I compared this scene to a scene in uh, Aliens. Uh, especially any of the multiple scenes, because there were many, where they had the machine guns, and they're just letting it have it. Just, like, nonstop shooting, shooting. And that's basically what happened, but him... Basically, the equivalent to a six shooter, if you think about it, because he he can't. It's not it's not a machine gun. It was shooting fast, but it's one right after the other.
3: It's equivalent of the Western... always.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>. Awesome.
3: That's a good thing.
0: So, it, yeah, I, I this this <laughs> movie was this movie was a lot of fun. Um, if you have not watched the movie and you hear us and you watch it, reach out. Uh, we're always very curious not only to hear your thoughts on any of the topics that we talked about it here also, but, you know, did you like the movie? Did you think that it was a lot of fun? Um, I think that you have to like westerns to a certain extent um but if you're a sci-fi lover stri- strictly sci-fi i think you can really enjoy this movie and, and yeah, it kind of it, it throws you in a loop because you don't technically you don't know this is actually a sci-fi movie like if someone we showed you would just play this movie for you and you never read the description if you never read the name of the movie and someone just plays this for you you don't realize you're watching a sci-fi until 30 movies pass the beginning when the ship the is beginning. attacking the town yeah and not mm-hmm. really because when you look at it it looks like yeah. you know cuz prior to that you have um um what is it uh, dollar hide come in with his Posse, and you see all the uh, all, all the flames, the open flames they were carrying. So when the ship was coming after, they already got to the um, to the town. It was very similar. When when you at the beginning, it kind of looks like living. another posse was coming, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, whoa! It just went
1: south really fast. Well, you get you got a hint of it earlier because the scene where the guy was going to take a dump in the river and <laughs> the, ship, the ship's attacked and he got blasted into the river and he climbs out of the river and all of the cows are shot up uh, and had big melted holes in them and the trees are Poor And the guys are missing and he's like, the, the guy who survives, like, mm-hmm. what the hell just happened? And then Dollarhide rocks up and it's torturing him. He was like, what the hell did I eat be? And and he's like, you expect me to believe it? And he's like, I don't know what happened. I just was taking a dump and I got blown in the river and I climbed up. And this is and he's like, you expect <laughs> me to believe that? You you sold my cattle and you killed some of them and you did this and you did that. hides are very sort of like he likes to 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 parcel out blame for things and everything is his his. Point of view. I mean, come on. Anybody
3: would think the same thing. Is like, this is bullshitting me just to keep the fucking <laughs> car.
1: Yeah, exactly. But but you know, there's unexplained things and unexplainable things, and he's trying to explain them by blaming them on people. Uh, but it, it's it's not really working. It's just him parcelling out blame to make his his worldview work. Uh, and because he's the most powerful guy around, he can do that. And, it, and it's sort mm-hmm. of a, a it's sort of a reflection of it, it, it kind of reminded me of um the GFC and how the people who were responsible for it got away with it because they parceled out blame to others mm-hmm. and and there, there was a lot of people who got away with causing something and then and then blaming it on others and getting away from it, and then you you look at what Iceland did. Um, Iceland basically turned around and said, "Nope, you guys are to blame. Go to jail," and that's all there was to it. They didn't let anybody weasel their way out of it. Whereas in in the rest of the Western world, they a lot of people got away with. It. A lot of people got bailed out.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I,
1: I I still
0: think that this was Han Solo retiring. You know after. He just went to retire in the past <laughs> that that's that's it you know thank you for my tech talk <laughs> okay, we lost Ray
3: <laughs> I know I remember Han solo went to the to uh, he became a road runner on <laughs> a runner right
0: yeah, and then he met you know um james Bond, agent's uh Zero zero seven and um you know so happened that
3: the time I chain back to the
0: the the lady from you know the the not the lady, the um the the creatures from Tron sent the the lady over, you know, and but, yeah. but Galaxy tan, Quest tan, couldn't tan, couldn't be left behind, so they sent, you know, Guy over.
3: Okay, you just put sci-fi in a blender? <laughs>
1: They they lent into all of that stuff for
3: sure. No, shit. he just put he just put in a blender and throw some cleanies what he did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, this is this is how much fun this movie
1: is. Um, so, and if you if you have not seen this movie, you should not be listening to this podcast because we <laughs> spoil the crap out of everything. But if you have not seen this movie, go ahead and watch it. Um, yes, please. But but you have to use your brain. It's not it's not a popcorn movie. Um you have to actually think about it. The number of reviews, like I've been, I I, I I'm always Googling while we're watching this to pick up on things and, and introduce them into the conversation. But the number of people that said, unfortunately, this story is re- uh um the story is not really well written. I disagree. Um the story is not meant for people who need to be spoon-fed, uh, and that's yep. why people who are used to being spoon-fed say the story is not well-written. I disagree. My argument is the story is written for people who can think for themselves, and if you can't, you won't get it. Um, this, story is, this story is really well-written, and this is why people with, who are used to being spoon-fed will not get it because they have to think about it sorry you have got to you use your brain for this movie so if you have yep. have an ounce of intelligence and can think for yourself and like sci-fi and westerns you will get this movie and you will love it
3: don't it's be a, a bully to brainless people man
1: I but I, yes it's a niche movie I, I do have a, another
0: perspective to that too if, it's a movie <laughs> if,
3: if you if,
0: if you don't if, if you are into fun movies um like sci-fi or not you don't you know you can you can really enjoy this movie too. Um this this movie is just plain fun if you look at it in that in that aspect. Um but yeah the story is well written I think this this movie caters to a lot of people. So it surprises me to hear, you know, like things like what you just read that someone said that the story um is not well written. Um the, the, this movie this movie is like well-rounded if from my the, the personal correction perspective
3: is that the review is not well written <laughs>
1: and the well, movie's I not well
3: watched
0: <laughs> I, I can
1: tell you why this is a good western all right there's there's two there's two things that jumped out at me when i saw them that tells me this is a good western right the first one is when um the um I can not remember if it was Dollar Hyde or somebody else, but somebody says to the kid, make sure that your canteen is full. Okay. Now, do you get why that statement makes this a good Western? Yeah. Because they're reminding him that the place is dangerous. You leave town and you're in danger just from the elements. Make sure your canteen is full. And the second scene is when he comes, when when they come running, Dollarhide and and Jake come running out of the of the cave when the the ship is taking off, and <laughs> Jake's hat gets blown off, and he reaches down and grabs the hat and keeps running. Now, normally, there's no important than the hat. <laughs> you would the hat is important now. We know from Indiana Jones that the hat is important because he's always grabbing his hat. But (laughs) a a hat is important when you're out in the elements. And he knows he's got to hang on to his hat because it's important to keep him alive. Um, Keeps the rain off your face, keeps the sun off your face. You get badly sunburned, you get sunstroke, you die.
3: Yeah, but if I get blown up before that because I was picking the hat, you die.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can get another hat or make one. <laughs> no, okay, you can't necessarily. You're out in the wilderness.
0: I, I, I have to take this opportunity to um, thank, N uh, J, um, to be on this podcast with us. Thank you so much um uh, we really appreciate it and i hope we did not scare you that you can come back for another one (laughs) no (laughs) awesome
2: so uh, yes hopefully in the future
3: awesome um, oh, I thought that you were just laughing and saying, no, I'm you not know, coming back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you just give skip me. Bye. <laughs> like, no. The
2: aliens are taking me. I'm sorry. I thought I told you guys.
0: <laughs> that's why that's You're <quite, laughs> right. Um, okay. So b- before you go, um, go ahead and tell our audience once more. Uh, what is your podcast about you? and where they can find you?
2: Um, so yeah, I am again, half of, uh, the podcast the spooky tales and we cover pretty much anything having to do with Latin America, folklore, mythology, et cetera. You can find us anywhere. You stream your podcasts, just look for E in front of spooky, uh, spooky tales and, um, to find us on our, all our socials. Uh, my co-host does amazing TikToks. Um, so we're on TikTok, Instagram. We're on Facebook, but we don't really use it. Um, and Twitter, obviously. Um, <laughs> I think that's where I spend most of my time. Um, and, yeah. Um, or you can visit our website and go to a Um And I hope you guys enjoy. It's uh, a little bit of paranormal. It's not safe for work and not family friendly, we do swear a lot and we do cover very heavy topics sometimes that are um not for everyone.
0: So you you can already, you know, if, if you're if you're watching the video, you can see uh Gio's face lit up. Um so surprisingly <laughs> enough, I was the
3: only one that cursed in the
0: episode.
1: <laughs> so I, can't... <laughs> I can't... Two two things before you go, MJ. The first one is that people, uh, there's been research that says that people who swear a lot are more trustworthy than people who don't. And I come from Australia, so we're all... I don't trust your rover. I don't (laughs) trust your rover. (laughs) All right, well, I swear (laughs) like the sailors. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Um,
1: And the second thing is, go watch the movie The Hidden, and maybe you can come back and do that one with us because I think you'll like it. Awesome. So, uh,
2: all right, I will add that to my to be watch list.
0: And to all our listeners, uh, I encourage you to go and download Spooky Tales. Um, yes, I, I'll
1: be checking it out. Yes,
0: so go go ahead. I mean, even if you want to stop us right now and mm-hmm. just go download it and come back to us, I I, I wouldn't mind. I, I I would not be upset. So, go ahead and um, pick up Spooky They'll Tales. I'll be back. I'll <laughs> be back. <laughs> awesome. MJ, thank you so much for being with us and we look forward to having you on another episode.
2: And thank you for having me. Awesome. It was fun.
0: Okay, so should we go to the next uh segment?
1: Okay. I'm um, I'm I'm good to roll into the next segment, yeah.
0: Okay. Uh thank you MJ and um see you later. Okay, so uh, I'm sorry. You said, should we go to the next?
1: Yep, go for it. The science and sci-fi. Okay, well, my 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 job's pretty hard this week because you know, uh, cowboy cowboy technology is like <laughs> ancient history, <laughs> uh, and alien technology. with a chip. <laughs> a- alien technology doesn't really <laughs> mesh particularly well with with human technology. Um, so what I thought I would bring up today is more about, um, uh, the science of warfare. Uh, and, and it's this particular science of warfare is asymmetric warfare. So, uh, do you guys know what asymmetric warfare is? Uh, no. 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 Okay. So asymmetric warfare is basically warfare where the two sides are not equivalent. Which um you know is like generally America and everybody else uh, that they've they've fought in the last yep. uh, <laughs> the last uh, few decades, but um yeah, uh asymmetric warfare is basically when uh you've got to fight somebody who's either technologically or um uh, numbers wise way yeah, strategically okay so basically you can't fight the enemy face-to-face, one-on-one, you've got to find a way to get around that. That's asymmetric warfare. So, uh, obviously, in this movie, the aliens were way stronger than the humans.
3: Basically, Spartans, Uh, 300.
1: Yeah, Yeah, basically. Uh, Yeah, that's asymmetric warfare as well. Uh, But, uh, basically, in asymmetric warfare, you cannot go head-to-head. You will fail. So, you've got to find another way to do it. And oftentimes you're going to sacrifice part of your force uh, in a delaying tactic or in a distracting tactic uh, while you um, enact your plan to get around them. And obviously um, self-sacrifice is a big part of asymmetric warfare in that you're sacrificing part or, or at least portions of your force um to achieve the goal which is which is to win and you can see that in this movie in that the um uh, the uh, yes pushy cat i know i'm almost done <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I don't call him a pussy cat i call him a pushy cat because he's very vocal in fact i'll just leave because <laughs> he's just going to sit there and meow at me. Where are you going? <laughs> Okay, he's out of the room. All right. So, um, obviously, the uh, the guys who were originally uh, the the brigands, the outlaws, um, they were somewhat sacrificed to draw out the the aliens, so that they could have a crack at them, and they had they were, to draw they were. They were the bait. They had to draw out the aliens and they were going to take losses to distract the aliens while Jake and Ella snuck in and uh, rescued uh, the the people who were um, kidnapped. And that was Dollar Hyde's requirement. But also Ella knew that she was the only one who could deal with this threat to Earth by sacrificing herself and blowing the ship up. And that mm-hmm. is the basis of asymmetric warfare. You make sacrifices, um, and you just you you, um, you fool the enemy and then take them out. Uh, now, let
3: me let me make an observation that I didn't get to do before in the show. That it was very, very nicely laid out from the director is that it doesn't matter as a race how many enemies factions we have. When we have a common enemy, we unite. Because the Indians, the the gangers, and then the other guys were all enemies, but they fought all together against a common enemy, like one.
1: Uh, it, it it was very neatly summed up when Jake went off to get the outlaws' help. Obviously, the outlaws yeah. weren't going to normally listen to him, because he'd he'd basically taken the money that they'd take that they'd stolen and and buggered off on them. Yeah go and and start a new life with 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 the the whore as as she was called uh when he came back uh but uh he went to them and he basically said well, what are you guys going to do there's these there's these demons and they're going to kill everybody and two of the guys were already planning to bug out and they said oh we're going to go you know hundreds of uh, hundreds of miles down that way, there's you know a good place on the coast. Um, you know the, they've got the booze and the women, and you can have a good time if you've got money. We want our part of the money. That's where we're going. And Jake basically said, "You can't run far enough. That's not far enough. Nowhere is far enough. If these guys yep. get away, if these guys go back and get the rest of their their ilk." Everybody is dead. It doesn't matter where you go. They will destroy everything and everyone. The only thing you can do is fight back. You have to come with me and help take these guys out because you cannot run far enough. You'll be okay for a little while, and then you'll be dead just like everyone else. Mm -hmm. and There's no hiding
3: from these guys.
1: And that's what convinced them to fight and die because they knew they were going to die anyway. If they didn't, the only chance yeah. was to fight. And honestly, only... who
3: wouldn't like? I rather die fighting than die running. Mm-hmm. Exactly, that's the truth.
1: The, the difference between dying fighting and dying running is that if you die running, you're going to die tired. <laughs>
3: that's mm-hmm. the
1: only difference.
3: Then fighting, fighting, you still have a chance that you might not die. That's right. You know, you you get you get to put your two cents into the final outcome when you fight when you run you're just delaying the outcome that is uh-huh. sure to be happening
1: and you, and you die tired yeah and i think if robert's dying tired at the moment <laughs> he <breath>. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's checking out his, his brain's checked out <laughs> well you know
0: I, I i had a really you know it's it's a monday for me and typically mondays are uh really hard at the office so that's that's all
3: <laughs> just, yeah, I, I, so, you, so you'll go like, to bed tired.
0: yeah,
1: just, yeah. yeah <laughs> MJ, <laughs> just like mj i have to book as well so um that's basically all i had from this one because there wasn't really anything i could pull from this that might have you know affected science per se but the science of warfare and asymmetric warfare is an interesting one to bring up in that uh, it happens a lot and oftentimes the, 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 the guys who are weaker, uh, who, who are technologically or, or force array weaker, uh, usually fail, usually lose. Mm-hmm. But the underdog in, in stories like this are the ones we want to see win. And, and we did see them win. So yeah. that was enjoyable.
0: Yeah, but Jake lost to women.
3: Jake lost a lot. Yes. mission the third one, the trauma.
1: So, so what what did we learn from this, boys? I can't say boys and girls because MJ has left. But what we learned was don't be a woman in a war zone. Uh, uh,
0: going after Jake. That's
1: that's yeah. the point. Yeah. Yeah. Don't 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 be the don't be the M's, the the bad boy MC's squeeze because you're likely to get squeezed out. The only way to hurt him.
0: <laughs> mm. oh great um, so uh, any any final thoughts before we close out this
1: is a fantastic movie if you haven't seen it go and see it I don't understand why I, did not I agree well.
0: that eludes me it's, it's so much fun even if you watch it as just plain out western it's just so much
1: fun I think it was too highbrow I think it wasn't popcorn-y enough that's all I can think
3: of. Yeah, but it's like Inception. is the same thing. Like mm-hmm. it's too brainy, and like most people I know, they don't like it or they didn't understand it. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Or Tenet.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: Or Interstellar. <laughs> yeah. Like most people that I know, like they they don't dig into those movies, and I like I cannot stop watching. I watched each of those movies more than twenty five, thirty times.
0: Exactly. And
3: Excellent. I continue to watch them. That's how much I like
0: him. Awesome. So, if you if you heard this uh, podcast prior to watching the movie, um, I like to think that although we give you spoilers like crazy, um, we if we we talk so much about the topics within that you know I I like to think that we don't spoil you too much. Uh, but yep. that, that's just my <laughs> that's just my wishful thinking. <laughs> Um, yeah,
3: very wishful. Honestly, common oh, sense is you should have watched it before we start. <laughs> yeah.
0: You should know by now. But, you know, we are very curious to know what you think. So reach out to us on Twitter or Discord. Uh, remember, we're trying to grow the Discord channel. Um and, and then let's have that conversation. Let's see what you guys think. Did you guys find it surprising that so you never heard of this movie before? Uh, did you find it surprising that you are the only one that has seen this movie? Um, and do you agree with any of the topics that we talked about here? Uh, let let's let's get the conversation going. So I want to say thank you so much, and we really appreciate not only the engagement. That we have had so far, but also you know you guys listening to us uh, and enjoying this as much as we enjoy talking about sci-fi. So I'm I'm not going to speak for the crew here. I I can I can let everyone else here uh, say, but I can say I honestly from the bottom of my heart I say thank you, thank you so much for the ratings and for the engagement. And for listening to us.
3: Um, I didn't say anything, but I say the same thing.
1: <laughs> come, come talk sci-fi with us. We love it.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Well, this is all for now. Reach out to us and let us know what do you think about this episode? Share your comments and let us discuss this episode and any ideas on topics you would like us to discuss on future episodes. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sci-Fi remnant. Would you like to join our Discord server? The link is posted in the description. Remember, if you like this show, do share, rate, and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Doing this will help others find and enjoy this show. Thank you. See you next time. This is Science Fiction Remnant signing off. Next on Science Fiction Remnant
2: sci-fi they're gonna expect like spaceships or aliens. It's like no oh, guess what? Back to the future counts. Angel,
1: the
2: no, not at all. I'm not familiar with
1: it. No. Armageddon. What <laughs> <laughs>